Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and those riddles of human nature. On this episode, we discuss the Tim Burton film Batman Returns. As part of our Christmas TV and movie special, Mom disputed that last week, but uh, let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. Be- How are you? Before we get to it, yes. do you now agree that Batman Returns? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Is is a Christmas movie. Thank it you. It qualifies. It definitely is. Yes, it definitely is a Christmas <laughs> movie. Mom, uh, you took a shopping trip. Uh, I'm surprised at you, a shopping trip, but uh, this happened. It's shocking, isn't it? And... Um, which gigantic uh, wholesale club did you <laughs> visit on this particular trip? We went to BJ's. Now, is that your favorite? Um, I haven't been to a Sam's Club in a long time. I used to have a membership uh, when you kids were around, but um, yeah, I, you know, I gave it up, and uh, and now <laughs> the you say it like you gave up an addiction. I don't think you were ever addicted to Sam's Club, although well, we I did wasn't get... addicted, but I sure was a a hearty shopper. You know, I'm a big sucker for those big containers of anything. Oh, and those gigantic boxes of cereal? That's uh, what I remember the most. Yeah. Oh. Like like heaven. So uh, still, you know, still have a bit of that in me. Um, but I had a funny, well, two things happened that I thought were, one was odd. I was looking um, at the books because they have some... You know, kid, kids' books that are that are activity books. So I was looking through those to see, just to have something around that the kids would pick up and your kids would pick up and mm-hmm. doodle in and whatnot. And across the table was a man who was also looking at books, and he dropped a book on the floor, and he didn't pick it up. Oh. Which I, and you know. Did okay. he just walk away immediately or did he no. continue to stand there and no, knock could, books on the floor? No, he never knocked another one, but he just stood there and browsed and then he wandered off. And I, you know, he was about 35 years old and I thought, what? <laughs> who does that? What a weird thing to do, I thought. Maybe he had like bad knees. Is that, did you think that for a second? Like maybe he I was did. infirm. I did, and I went around and picked it up and put it back on the table. But I just thought, I just thought it was weird. Yeah. Do, do you think he didn't? Is it possible he did not notice the book? No, it ain't allowed. Up? It's a cement floor. You know, you've been <laughs> oh, in there. Oh, that's right. Slap. You're right. That's right. <laughs> but then I have to tell you this. <laughs> this other thing, and this seems to happen frequently. And it always cracks me up, but I went down uh, a refrigerator aisle, and this woman approaches me, and she says, Will you look at this? Look at these tomatoes. They are $7.87. Look at them. And she, it was a sad little bag, for sure, but <laughs> I don't know. I love that. What Oh, I would get right into it with her. And I don't mean arguing with her. I mean, I no. would. No. She said, I'm putting these back. 
<laughs> and I, you know, it took me a minute to to figure out what was going on. You know, did she think I was somebody else? Did she think I was a manager? Yeah. What, what was? <laughs> nope. She just wanted somebody to hear her outrage over the price of these cherry tomatoes in a bag. Oh, she wanted someone to complain with. Yes. Oh, and she I wanted was... to socialize. Uh, you know, you're at BJ's. It's all penny pinchers in there. Or, I guess. Uh, yeah, because I wouldn't sh- call you a penny pincher exactly, but no. um, avid shoppers and deal lovers, right? Yes. Is that fair to say? Yeah, in, oh yeah, yeah. In BJ's, so uh, yeah, she's uh, bonding with you, and you know, I once um, met. Uh, uh, do you remember Martha, this old uh, older woman who I met in the parking lot of the uh, computer store? <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Who turned out to be a bitter old battle axe, yeah. but um, I should probably find better language than that, but that's how I remember her. In any case, I met Martha because um, she was trying to, first of all, lug this like printer into the computer store to be maybe fixed, and I offered to uh, carry it for her because I am mm, the best person on earth. Oh, um, and then no, we were standing no in doubt. line, and... Um, we bonded over complaining about this grubby, slow, uh, couldn't care less about your computer store. And um, even though that friendship didn't quite work out, uh, I remember that very fondly because the computer store does stink. Well, it is funny, the people that you meet when you're shopping. I met another woman who... Still in BJ's? Still in BJ's. I oh, met another wow. woman. Oh, wow. This was like a cocktail party for you. Oh, so funny that you say that. Well, we were, we went down two <laughs> aisles opposite of each other. You know, she was on one side, I was on the other. We were going in opposite directions. And we went through two aisles like that and, you know, smile and nod and whatnot. And then I lost her. And then oh, all good. of a sudden she was in another aisle. And I said, well, we could be going around together. And she said, well, you chose another way to go. <gasps> oh, you betrayed her. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> she was still nursing the wounds out of the third aisle, separate vacations. She wasn't ready for that stage no, of your I relationship. Know. We broke up. Aww. What can I say? It's very weird. Wow. You, know? you broke a lot of hearts at PJ's, <laughs> I have to say. A lot of people who were trying to reach out to you and uh, just met with the cold wall of ice that is Bonnie Tatey. Well, mm. they had a really nifty TV there. <laughs> yeah, what was nifty about it? I don't know. It. I thought it was... You don't know. I thought it was... Well, wait, I'm going to tell you what little bit I remember. It looked like it said oily. <laughs> and I thought, oh, is there... Is that an oil TV? You know, forgive me. My stomach uh-huh. was very yeah. full. Okay. So... Um, Your stomach was full. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Your stomach was full, so you understand TVs less? <laughs> well, I don't understand TVs at all, yeah, to tell okay. you the truth. Yeah. Except so, watching it, you understand how to do that. Something fierce, right? Oh, You're I a do. professional watcher. I love so. my TV. Yeah, don't underrate yourself there. But this um, was So pretty... this TV was like, like an oil painting, but in the form of a television. <laughs> it was, and it did a lot of stuff, you know, it played music. No, I don't know. Oh, um, wow. It did music, uh, huh? Well, yes, because one of the women that I was with pushed a button 
and she started dancing to something that was it oh was my well God. anyway. This was a party. Oh, it was a wonderful out outing. It was fantastic. It really oh, was. That's great. Hey, when you've got that oil TV, it's hard for a party not to break out. <laughs> and music, and did it show images as well? They Imagine were crystal, that. crystal it's clear. High-tech television. Oh, works in both the on and off positions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, I'm not really very tech, techie. Um, did you eat? Did yes, you, this what is else what I you? wanted to tell you. I have great sympathy for you, or maybe great empathy for you. Uh-huh. We belabored the um, the menu at Molly's Balloon. I haven't been there in a long time. Oh, and, in Hanover. Hanover, yeah. New Hampshire's Molly's Balloon. Yeah, we used to go yeah. up there for a cheeseburger. Oh, well, I guess they still do. But, you know, I try to limit my beef, so. Yeah. But I went with, finally decided on fish and chips. Ooh, yeah, right? I love yeah. that. You can pretend it's a little healthy because it's fish. You can. <laughs> it's fish. Really I'm getting my omega-3s. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, I was decided. I was very happy with my choice. Everybody else made their choices. And the waitress said, oh, we're all out of fish and chips. <laughs> and, we're, and we're all out of fish tacos. We don't have any fish left. And I just felt like throwing a big tantrum and saying, well, I don't care. That's what I want. But I but I feel the pain that you always feel <laughs> when we go to the Grey House and you... Yeah, this is my curse. Uh, the restaurant is called the Grey House Santa Fe uh, Flying no, Goose Brew Pub Opera the- <laughs> House at the Four Corners Grill, I believe, is the yes. name of the restaurant. Um, and it has changed hands a few it's times. It's gone through a number of permutations, but one thing has remained consistent, which is they never have <laughs> what I want to order. It's uncanny how it's often so we go there. And uh, and it's not like we go late. You know, it's not like we're a family. That I when know. we're together, we're going at like 7.30 and ordering the daily special. Like right. we're showing up at the beginning of dinner time and they're always just like, uh, and we don't have it. Except that they don't say it right away like that. They go no. back to the kitchen and then 20 minutes later say, oh, sorry, <laughs> we ran out of bread. So we can't <laughs> we can't make you a sandwich tonight. <sighs> Don't bring up bread. What what do you mean? Oh, that's right. You weren't at that dinner. Well, when you go to the millstone, <laughs> they charge you five dollars for oh, your bread. Oh right. Oh, you're still resentful of the I am so very the other, resentful. The other somewhat upscale restaurant in town is the uh Millstone uh cocktail bar and grill at thirty four Main Street. It has that has a thousand names too now for yes. some reason. I think it's um, seventy four Main. Mom but- <laughs> I don't really care about getting it right since we're complaining about it. But in any case, if you want to go to this crummy restaurant where they charge you, how much was it? Five dollars. Five dollars for the basket of bread you used to get for free. And will you ever go back to the Millstone Pub and Grill at 47 Main, Mom? Uh, I'd be hard-pressed, I think, just because I resent that so much. And the and the prices are are horrendous. I mean, I used to get a whole tenderloin, a whole tenderloin, for what they charge for a tenderloin. Yeah, you try to limit your beef, though. I think just want the list to remind the listeners of that. You do try to limit your beef. (laughs) 
Yes. Even though every meal we keep mentioning is a beef-based meal. I know. But But I don't eat it that that much. And uh, so when I have it, I really want to enjoy it. But I tell you, at $45 for a steak and some weird vegetables that you've done something nutty to, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. go down that pleasantly, I have to say. Um, so when you couldn't get the fish and chips, what did you get at Molly's Balloon? T-bone? No, I got steak tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Which irritates me because I had to use up my beef allotment. Oh, once. yeah, because I know you try to limit your beef. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew how to hang up on you, I would do that right now. <laughs> Hey, uh, we took uh, Leo to the Galloping Ghost uh, mm. here for his birthday um, in the southwest suburbs of Chicago. I forget which one, and I, I think it's Brookfield. Um, but if that's the wrong town, please, uh, I don't want your angry emails. I'm sorry I got it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Brookfield, Illinois. Have You have never been to the Galloping Ghost when you visited here, have no, you? No, no. You've been to Fun Spot, though, right? Fun Spot in Weirs Beach, New Hampshire. I'm not going to get that right. wrong. That's right. Um, I was just to paint you a picture and Fun Spot. These are both arcades I'm talking about. I should probably fill the listeners in. Um, but Fun Spot <laughs> is a giant arcade in New Hampshire that was my like mecca growing up, and it's pretty famous. Um, if yeah. you ever seen the movie King of Kong, like a lot of the action takes place at Fun Spot, and it is a mecca for other people than me. Um, Leo uh, wanted to go to the Galloping Ghost for his recent birthday. And uh, this is our closest thing to Fun Spot. Galloping Ghost is a labyrinth of, I think they have more than 800, maybe 900 um, arcade cabinets uh, in there. Mm. Um, And you go, and it just seems to stretch on forever. It's almost like something out of a horror movie, because if you (laughs) um, haven't been there a few times, the layout is quite daunting. But Fun Spot's kind of like that, too, honestly. Um, But we went to the Galloping Ghost. and Leo played Rampage. And this is, I bet you'd recognize it if you saw it, but just the name alone, you get the idea. Yeah. It's like one of them is Godzilla, one of them's King Kong, one of them's, I forget what the other uh, monster is, but they're all <laughs> monsters. And the game is you just like smash buildings and knock helicopters and airplanes out of the air. And it's just, it it's aptly named. And oh my God, they spent, they must have spent at least an hour plugging away um, on just like pure destruction. And he (laughs) was in his glory. That's so cute. My recommendation for those in the Chicago area is Galloping Ghost. It is a fun time. Nobody got lost. That was my main fear that someone get lost in the maze of machines, but nobody got lost. Um, So this is a thumbs up for Galloping Ghost if you are in the Chicago area and love games. Mom, we had uh, a listener write in and say that they had, um, what's the word for it? Betrayed the uh, sacred Chex Mix recipe, I'll put it that way, by using mixed nuts instead of Spanish peanuts. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I thought it was a fun variation on the classic Chex Mix recipe. We (laughs) started to record, and Mom said, ooh, I got to get the Chex Mix (laughs) recipe. 
and she ran and got it. Um, and then she's holding the book like right up to the microphone as she flips through it. And I guess there's like what seven, eight hundred pages in this recipe book, Mom, and <laughs> could not find, according to you, the one recipe you even use. And you found it up front in the entrees. Is Chex yep. Mix an entree? I think it can be. It certainly is for me. Oh, it's a meal, at least. I don't it know if it's meal. an entree. And I'm going to be making this next week by the gallons. So, um, <laughs> Okay, so here it is. Dun, 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 dun. Here it the is. The Bonnie Tatey Chex Mix recipe. Turn your ovens on to 250 degrees. In a saucepan, add one stick of butter, two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce, one and a half teaspoons of seasoned salt, three quarters teaspoon garlic powder, one half teaspoon of onion powder, and melt the butter, mix it all together. And in your pan that's going to go in the oven, put three cups of corn checks, three cups of rice checks, three cups of wheat checks. One cup of pretzels that you crush with your hands, and one cup of I recommend red skin peanuts. Pour the mixture all over your cereal mixture, put it in the oven, and every 15 minutes, zhuzh it around. And then this is the this is the key point, I think. So it stays in the oven for an hour, zhuzhing every 15 minutes. And at the end, pour all the mixture onto a an opened up brown paper bag, spread it all out, and let it sit there till it's cool. And then you can eat it. It's better the next day though. There it is. Yeah, a little time to ferment. Uh, I have some follow-up questions. Um, isn't Worcestershire the most daunting part of that recipe? Anytime I have to read it, I always have to mentally take a deep breath before I get to that word. I, I tried to maybe... go through real fast. <laughs> that's a good... I think that's the best strategy. It's especially tricky, I feel like, for us New Englanders, which is weird because it's a very New england word, but, oh, Worcestershire, yeah. Yeah, um, but if you say it quickly and with confidence, nobody will, will bat an eye. You did a great job. I uh, tip my cap to you. Do you remember on uh, Letterman every year how part of the traditions that show built up so many of them over the years, but part of the Christmas tradition would be Paul talking about Sonny and Cher's <laughs> annual Christmas special. More and like Cher's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and how she's but, saying, oh, holy night. That's right. He would break into his impersonation of her singing Oh Holy Night, which was the punchline. But along the way, he would describe uh, Sonny and Cher and Cher yes. in particular. And he would come to a moment where he uh, <laughs> said she she would have her hands in a muff, he would say. And the audience would laugh. And Paul would always say, I don't know people why people are laughing at that. People always laugh. Well, I don't know why people are laughing at that, um, which would be another funny like um, for me, that moment is when you come to the point in the recipe and talk about zhuzhing the um, 
Chex Mix. I don't, maybe it is just me, but I find that always to, that's my muff moment in the recipe. Because <laughs> it doesn't sound like a word that belongs in an otherwise, you know, good housekeeping y oh. uh, recipe. I picture the good housekeeping card with the word judging on it. Maybe it would. I wouldn't even know how to spell it, but. Um... Really, what I mean is to is to scrape the bottom and bring all the butter that's melted to the bottom and run it through the cereal again. That's what that word means to me. I bet people got the idea. All right. I picture Z-H-U-Z-H. That's how I picture zhuzh, but uh, it's something you do to hair for sure, right? Zhuzh. I guess you could do it to anything. I think Michelle Pfeiffer had her hair zhuzhed a little bit for this uh, Batman movie. Don't you imagine? Should we talk about it? Yes, let's talk about it. The second and final Batman film directed by Tim Burton, Batman Returns, depicts Gotham City at Christmas time, with the helpless citizens of the city caught up in a destructive and complicated power struggle that includes industrialist Max Schreck, played by Christopher Walken, embittered sewer dweller The Penguin, played by Danny DeVito, and feline feminist Selena Kyle, reborn as the Catwoman, and played by Michelle Pfeiffer. And let's not forget the urbane and understated Batman, as portrayed by Michael Keaton. It falls to him to sort out the ever-shifting motives of Penguin's crime spree, as he and Selena also reckon with the burden of their dual identities. That's a lot to deal with, even for a superhero. Here's a clip. You can't know to a girl like me. Handsome, dazed, and to die for. Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Mm, But a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. You're the second man who killed me this week. But I've got seven lives left. I tried to save you. Mm, it seems like every woman you try to save ends up dead. <laughs> or deeply resentful. Maybe you should retire. Batman Returns is available on HBO Max, uh, or whatever it's called now, and you can purchase it from a million <laughs> other places. Mom, is this movie the cat's meow, or is it for the birds? It is the cat's meow. I think so. I loved, uh, I haven't seen it in a while, and I just fell in love with Batman all over again. <laughs> and I really went down a, a, a rabbit's hole looking up the other Batmans and who was the best. And Now, I used to think that Michael Keaton was the best, but I remember his mask coming down all the way to the top of his lip, which it doesn't. No, they got to show that pouty uh, mouth on Michael Keaton for sure. God, his lips are so puffy in this movie, I feel like. And not in a bad way. He's an, an attractive man. He is an attractive man. This movie was enjoyable right from the get go from wondering what was going on with this baby was that Batman? Uh, no. I was hooked right then. 
do you know, just as a point of trivia, since you mentioned uh, that storyline, do you know the cast member that appears in both Pee-wee's Christmas special and Batman Returns? We uh, reviewed Pee-wee's Christmas special last week on the podcast, and there is one cast member they share in common. Do you know who that is? I don't. Uh, the Penguin's father is played by Paul Rubens. Oh, wow. That is very cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, Tim Burton and Pee Wee have a connection because Tim Burton also directed Pee Wee's Big Adventure, um, which is. Which I highly another, recommend. Yeah, another staple of my childhood and many others. Uh, in any case, uh, The Batman Returns. I. Uh, let me give a little history to this. You know, the Batman that came out in 1989 was a phenomenon, right? That, right. Um, it's like everybody was talking about it. That summer was the summer of Batman. And even I had to, you know, I had to have all the Batman stuff. Everybody had to have something <laughs> with that Batman logo on it. Um, and... So the studio, Warner, of course, was just like, great, let's let's make another one um, and let's have the same guy direct it. And we'll, you know, yes, Tim Burton, you do what you want. You're the genius who made this oh, happen. I, yeah. Go for it, Tim. Um, and meanwhile, the studio's lining up all these toys and all McDonald's Happy Meals for Batman Returns, like the marketing machine, especially, you know, the action figure type merchandise is firing up something fierce uh, for this movie. Then the movie comes out. There is a there's a mismatch here between uh, McDonald's putting this in their Happy Meals and the movie itself, which is for grownups. And I don't mean it's especially gory or that right. there's explicit sex or even a lot of bad language. I think there's yeah. very little of that, too. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is dark, um, and, uh, it is sometimes disgusting, uh, with the penguin. I mean, he bites a guy's nose off and eats raw, yucky looking slimy fish out of a bucket. Um, but McDonald's had to apologize to people for this movie. Wow. Um, and it was sort of, that would never happen today, I don't think. Like, the marketing um, apparatus is so deeply intertwined with the production uh, of these movies that that sort of thing would never happen. Tim Burton, almost by accident, was allowed to make a really good movie with grown-up themes um you know the storyline between batman and catwoman or between bruce wayne and selena kyle is uh, yeah it's about a superhero and this quasi hero quasi villain character like comic bookie but they're having um conversations about split lives and the different guises we put on for different contexts that is adult and relatable and about relationships and they're sort of trying to work out this fraught relationship in a really grown-up way you know they punch each other other in the gut and claw right. each other too but yeah um I, it's, and kids, like, when I was a kid and saw this movie, I didn't get any of that. And the, a lot of the conversations that the two of them had were kind of cryptic to me. Um, that's what I love of it. I think this is the best Batman movie. I think this is the best superhero movie because it's all grown up. I haven't even talked about the Penguin and Christopher Walken and all that, but you go now. Tell me what you like about it. Well, what I liked about, well, and this is what I read about it, was that uh, Michael Keaton wasn't really on board 
Oh. And he changed a lot of the personnel, not not actors, but writers and rewriters and such before he would commit to this. Oh, wow. I did so, not know that piece of it. I think it's a pretty tight little story. I I love the characters. Well, I I didn't like the penguin in this. He was not <laughs> cute at all. Um I mean, I love the Burgess Meredith. You know, Um, I know. I don't know if you noticed. There's a moment where um, somebody. It's when they're unveiling his mayor's campaign, and um, somebody tries to stick a cigarette holder in his mouth and says, "Accept your birthright." And Danny DeVito grabs it and throws it on the ground, and that's a little nod to like, "Yeah, this is not your Adam West penguin." Right. Batman in this movie is so dark and um, the the outfit is so massive. And it really did make me wonder what what was so wrong with Adam West and his tights and his underpants? <laughs> what was so wrong with that outfit? That outfit is modest by modern Batman standards, I would say. It's. Are are you? Is there like a what's happening with the birds right now in the background? I'm sorry to stop our bat Nothing. review for birds, but oh, I thought I heard something in the background. What is that noise? Is there something here? I'm gonna lift my earphones off. Yeah, there is something going on with the birds out back. <laughs> oh, you couldn't hear it with your headphones on. No. Um, yeah, it's uh, is everything Wait, okay? Me, I don't know. Sounds like a Hitchcock movie is happening back there. <laughs> we will now talk about the birds. Let me see if I can see what's going on. They sound distressed. Wait, I'm going to put you down for a second. Yeah. What is wrong with the birds outside? Okay, so we edited out a little bit there, but Mom just stepped away to see what is going on with the birds. They do sound alarmed, Mom. Uh, they do what sound is alarmed. going on? I can't see anything. I would uh, usually they I I don't hear that um, in the front of the house, uh, and there's nothing in the backyard. There's no wildlife back there, so I don't know what they're flying around like. Uh, like <laughs> there's something very threatening, but I. I don't know what it is. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, excuse the sound of yeah, bird I'm chaos in the background, um, but mom. So I have cut you off twice now as you try to express you, your admiration for this movie. You're not crazy about the penguin, but talk about the other stuff. Well, I do, uh, but I do love the character of the penguin. Yeah, I do yeah. love that. That cracks <laughs> me up. I'm a real sucker for that. Um, but I wonder, you know, the tights and the underpants. Why? Why did? Right. And that's how he's dressed in the in the in the, TV, the, the campy '60s TV series. Yeah. All right, but it's also in the comic books. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's those are campy too. I opt for that because uh, I looked at everyone's costume, and you know they're all uh, etched a little differently, but basically the same. Oh, you looked at the whole history of Batman costumes, I, and you said I Adam did. West number one, right? 
who's number one portraying Batman, though? He was the best. But you know what other Batman was very, very good, I thought? What? Um, is the animated one. And I forgot to write. The, good call. It's cl- yeah. It's called Batman... And then it has letters, but I, I forgot to write those down. Oh, I thought it was just called Batman the Animated Series or something like that. I love that one. I really love that one. It used to come on in the afternoon, and whew, I was there for it. I loved that one. And what do you like about the Batman Returns? Maybe nothing. You don't like the suit. You don't like the penguin. Maybe no, you I didn't, didn't enjoy this no. movie as much. <laughs> I, lo- I love this movie. I'll tell you what I really love is when he stands on the building and air quote, flies oh, to the yeah. street. That gives me shivers. You know, so much of the action takes place in and around this fairly claustrophobic Gotham town square um, surrounded by these gigantic uh, statues and these towering buildings. But they make so much use of the vertical space um, yes. that it there are some breathtaking action moments. Um I think Michelle Pfeiffer uh, blows this away. I mean, and there have been a lot of great Catwomans, uh, yes. too. Uh, but Michelle Pfeiffer is, I think, spellbinding every moment she's on screen. Talk about duality. You never know quite what side of Selena Kyle is going to emerge at any moment. Is it going to be the meek, wounded one? Is it going yeah. to be the cornered cat? Bearing her claws? Is it going to be the witty, cynical, sarcastic one? Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, I feel like, uh, never tips, except where the scene calls for it, she never tips her hand about exactly where she's going to be coming from in the next moment, and it makes Catwoman spellbinding. I I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, She... Her performance was so spot on. She was really so well cast, which I was doubting going into this. I I just thought this movie was was perfect. I did, I did like I did go through and look at all the Batman lips, <laughs> which I guess you didn't do. No, I I did not undertake that particular project. And what uh, what is your verdict on that front? I I, I would stick with Michael Keaton. Okay, yeah, who's going to do better than those? The movie really gets going quickly, I think, after that um, sweet, but also quite the opposite. Like the the fairy plum music for that intro where the, the and then you have this monster baby and these parents throwing him in a creek. I just love that opening. Um, and that really sets up, I think, to me, this uh, movie's playing with the contrast between the gloom of Gotham and the brokenness of these people against the backdrop of col- the color of Christmas. Um, yeah. And the gloom wins, right? This is, a, this is a dark and gray movie, but those splashes of color um, throughout, that's a, that's a contrast that I really appreciated watching yeah. this uh, Yeah, it's very well. exciting. When when you when you see those flashes, it... yeah, yeah, uh, I and you know it strikes me as working in parallel to another movie that Tim Burton is known for as producer, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, which is more explicitly contrasting that Halloween gloom with um, Christmas cheer. But uh, I mean, I guess we we knew that about Tim Burton. 
He likes that contrast, but it really right. works well in this movie. Uh, can I tell you my favorite? Well, I put a star next to this. I think this was my favorite moment of the movie, watching it through. Um, it's at near the end. Selena and Bruce are at the um, dance, like the, uh, what is it? The ma- Like the masquerade ball, yeah. <laughs> appropriately yeah. enough. And they're, even though he's not wearing a mask, um, they're dancing. And it comes about through you know, repeated language, they realize in the same instant who yes! the other one is. Yes. And Michelle Pfeiffer says, oh my God, does this mean we have to start fighting? <laughs> it's that line encapsulates a lot of the movie for me because it's a line that makes sense in the superhero context. Like, do we have to start beating each other up now? Yeah, but yes. it has resonance and I think more meaningful resonance as, as a like expression of a moment in their relationship, right? Like take the superhero right. stuff out of it. It's like, oh, does, you know, now that we really know each other, do we yes. have to start oh, fighting? God. Uh, I love that. This is a great script, by the way. That's just one example of a great line. Batman is not center stage for long stretches of this movie. And there is a certain um, restraint of ego that that requires on the part of a movie star to um, take, you know, to participate in that. Like, I agree. There's. I don't know how else to put it, but Batman is does not always feel like the main character here. And I don't know the screen time, but I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer might be on screen more than Michael Keaton is. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it so much. Mom, what is your grade for Batman Returns? Yeah, A plus. Really, take, a, take an evening and watch this. A plus. And... Uh, it's a really human movie and uh yeah consider putting it in your christmas rotation uh mom what do you recommend this week i have a recommendation this is a book called the spy who came for christmas it's a story uh a spy story oh by i can't read this. i hope it's a spy story david is it by david morell Yes. M-O-R-R-E-L-L. Just it's a story going. about spies and how it relates to, uh, it's a light story, but how the, how the being these spies and what they've done relates to the biblical story of Christmas. It's a quick read, keep you pa- keep turning the pages, but really, really, this is my really recommendation. This is the, you I mean to, this next thing? Yes. The oh, next that was thing. just a warm up. That was an appetizer recommendation. That was a this, book. This is the entree, so to speak. That's right. Okay. It's called Volcano, and it's a visual album for the group called Jungle, and it's all dancing and music. And it is the most beautiful thing you would want to see. You can also see it in the movie theater, or you can watch it on YouTube. So it's called Volcanoes or Volcano? One Volcano. What A single, singular Volcano by Jungle, and you can find it on YouTube and elsewhere. Wow, you are really arranging widely with your recommendations. I like it. You're spreading yes. your wings. Spreading my wings. That's right. Me and Batman. 
Oh, perfect segue, Mom. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of Pop Mom. This episode of the podcast was edited by Scott Jones. Mom and I will be back soon to talk about more pop culture. Oh, and here my notes go blank as usual. What should we talk about, Mom? Do you have any ideas? Mm. Something interesting? Something interesting sounds good to me. You know what word's coming into my head? I'm I'm playing word association now. Interesting prancer is what I'm thinking <gasps> of. Is that does that sound interesting to you too? Yes. Prancer, we will talk about next week. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, of course, tell your friends. And we love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you too. <laughs>